From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged for October 22nd, 2008. I'm your host, Pete Werner, back from my leave of absence, joined this week by my partner, Walter Eccles, and good friends, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. Will Perry and Teresa Eccles are back in the Peanut Gallery. In this week's show, we have a major announcement regarding Mouse Fest and a very large party that we're planning for the event. Kevin Close has a review of the new T-Rex Cafe at Downtown Disney. I'll tell you a little bit about my travels this past month. And we'll play a listener review of the Undiscovered Future World Tour at Epcot. All that plus Roundtable Rapid Fire and this week's top news stories on this edition of The Diz Unplugged. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. It is great to be back. Welcome, welcome back. back. Um, it has been, uh, it's been a very, very interesting month. I'll get to that in a little bit. They so all nice to you. hear your voice in my head. Aw, <laughs> just sweet. I've missed you guys something awful, really and truly. I have... Uh, I have not been able to listen to the show really until I got back, and I've been trying to catch up on everything. And there's been a whole lot of, whole lot of things going on. Um, We've always said our powers are diminished when one's missing. Yeah, you know, it's it's the truth. Whenever one of you guys are gone, it's not the same. And actually, this is the first time that we're all together in quite a while because even before I left, you guys had been on vacation, then you guys were on vacation, yeah. and um, so this is the uh, the first time in a while. And actually, I'm going to be. Uh, uh, I'm going to be back and forth for the next couple of months. I'll be on the show every so often, but I will not be back on the show permanently until around the end of January. I don't know the exact uh, the exact date yet. but Like Gail on Oprah. Yeah, basically. I'll be stopping in. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you Oprah's know, boyfriend, uh, Gail. <laughs> stop. Um, now, in the interest of honesty, um, I, you know, I had said before I left that I was... Uh, I was attending to family matters um, and would be on extended leave of absence. Now, technically, that was not a lie, but uh, it also wasn't very illuminating. Um, to be honest with everyone, I have spent the last uh, 28 days, or I spent 28 days at the Pride Institute in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. It is an alcohol and drug rehab. Uh, some of you who have been uh, on the site for many years may remember that uh, I'm a recovering alcoholic, but I was not, the recovering part wasn't a real big part of the equation the last seven years and things kind of came to a head uh, this year, especially in the past two months and decided it was time to go and get some help and uh, it was absolutely the right thing to do. It was a great experience for me. It was an interesting experience to say the least. Um, especially the part about having to sleep on a twin bed with other people <laughs> in the room and sharing a bathroom with 37 gay men is... Uh, <laughs> it had its moments, trust me, but... Uh, it was, uh, it was a great experience. It was actually the same place I had gone 20 years ago. I had been out at Pride 20 years ago, almost to the day. Uh, my admission date to Pride uh, 20 years ago was September 29th, 1988. And uh, this year, was uh, this past trip was uh, September 20th. So it was kind of, kind of weird. And I actually got put back in the same room and same bed that I had wow. 20 years ago. They didn't realize that. It just That's where they put me. And, same mattress? No, thank God. Thank if God. anybody sees you and says it doesn't look like you had a facelift, just ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it was uh, 
it was a great experience, and the reason I'm going to be going back and forth is I'm actually going to be uh, living part-time in Minneapolis for the next three months. I've decided to do uh, my intensive outpatient program out there since Florida basically has zero resources uh, in terms of addiction recovery uh, outpatient clinics. We kind of knew that going out there, that uh, Walter and I both knew that it was not a uh, – they were probably weren't going to be able to find anything suitable here. And uh, when I was talking to some people out there, it came up about their outpatient program. And a lot of the people that I went through Pride with are going to be in that program, so I figured might as well. So uh, who knows if there are enough people, enough listeners in Minneapolis, maybe we'll do a meet, uh, meet while I'm out there. But what a gorgeous city Minneapolis is. Oh, my God. I only get to see a little bit of it. In the summer. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you know, um, like the building, uh, the apartment building I'll be living in is in downtown. And uh, downtown Minneapolis is connected by about eight miles of skyways. Uh, you can go all over the downtown area without ever having to walk outside. Don't you remember the opening of the Mary Tyler Moore show with that fur hat and those big fur balls? Well, there's a, uh, there's a, 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 a statue of her down there. It's, in the, it's right in the area where I'm living. But do you remember that? She used was in snow up to her hips. Yeah, but you like I said, hat. you've got you do, skyways. You <laughs> you've got you can you can walk to uh, you can walk to Nordstroms. You can walk to Macy's. You can walk to Saks Fifth Avenue. You can walk to Barnes and Noble. All in these skyways. It's very Blade oh, like, Runner, like, like a hamster trail. <laughs> yeah, it's like a habit trail. It's like a habit trail. Um, but it's uh, nah, it's an absolutely gorgeous city. It's like a, a scaled down, clean version of New York. And uh, a lot of culture, which I'm really looking forward to, because while I love Orlando, the one thing we absolutely lack in this town is culture. You're right. And uh, more theaters per capita in Minneapolis than anywhere else in the U.S. Um, so a lot of live theater productions going on. A lot of Broadway productions uh, are, are out there. So that's something I definitely want to do. They've got some amazing museums. And, uh, of course, the recovering community in Minneapolis is, is incredible. It's like Recovery Central. It's where all the big rehabs are and it's where all the cutting-edge work and addiction treatment is being done. So it's, um, it's, it's going to be a neat little adventure um, for a few months. I'll be back and forth. Like I said, I'll be home for like you know a week or so around Thanksgiving. I'll be home for a couple of weeks over, uh, over Christmas. I will be there for Mouse Fest. I'll be flying in for that weekend. Uh, to do Mouse Fest, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit too. And uh, so I'm going to be back and forth, and I'll probably be, you know, I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do with the show when I'm out there. Uh, probably record some things just to put in the show every so often. I don't know. We'll work all that out. But uh, since we, you know, do make a, a habit of, of being honest and we're known for our brutal honesty, I didn't think it was fair to our listeners uh, for me not to be honest about that that same uh, honesty needs to apply to us sometimes uh, as it does to the things that we normally talk about so I uh, just wanted to make sure I got that out there told you guys where I was where I was going to be for the next few months and I appreciate your understanding and patience as the show goes through this this period but trust me having me with a clear mind and a, a steady hand will only mean good more good things for the show in the future and uh, more, you know, at least now I can come up with even more creative prizes to put in the prize matron. Like so, a trip to Minneapolis. Like a trip to Minneapolis. Yes, you can. You can come out and shovel the snow for me. Shovel a path as I'm walking. You get a fur hat and balls. I could not even imagine how cold it is. I woke up and it's 69 degrees, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm kind of chilly." It's beautiful here. <laughs> it yeah, it's gorgeous here right now. I'm, I'm just trying to enjoy every minute. 
I came home to uh, my my husband was very busy while uh, while I was away. Um, this was you know he was doing a kind of like a while you were out project. What we, I was calling it <laughs> while you were in rehab. Um, just uh, he and his brother built a thirty four foot deck in my backyard. It's gore- landscaped it. There's a water feature. It's absolutely stunning. It is absolutely stunning. You just really you have to date yourself. It was so beautiful. Are you going to say anything? Or well, no, no, no. We're very, me. We were very proud of what you were doing, and we wanted to surprise you when you got home. That was and a huge surprise. Your backyard was a mess. I mean, oh. it just couldn't be used. There well, was raised no, beds. There was, was decks. There was... Oh, no. It was awful. Pine was, bark areas. I don't... It didn't make any sense. It was So awful. now there's one giant deck for a backyard. Yeah. No, it was awful. And all I'd said to him, I said, you know, if you get some time while I'm gone, if you could, you know, if you want to clean up the backyard for me a little bit, because he was asking me if there was anything he could do while I was gone. So I just figured, you know, they'd straighten it up and maybe, you know, landscape a little bit. And then every time I'd call him, he was like, you know, it sounded like he was near dead. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Oh, Kelvin and I are working outside. And I'm like, okay, I'm sure they're working in my yard, but <laughs> why is he killing himself? Moving railroad ties, digging. <laughs> I can't believe it. I mean, the amount of work. I mean, you know, you guys had, you know, I've never posted pictures of my backyard or anything, so you have no point of reference, but... Um, the amount of work required to do what he did, what they did, was just amazing. So. I'm amazed because last week we literally had a climb over Mount Debris. It's still there. No, last week was dangerous. It was like you had to go like shimmy up against the garage to get by. So I haven't seen it since we came in the house this time. But last time I was looking, it was looking almost like he was building a stage out there, like you were going to have your own entertainment venue, like velour session. I'm going to tap. It, it looks like a dance floor. Actually, <laughs> I'm going to tap dance like out there. Mary Catherine Gallagher or whatever. <laughs> Dancing with the pop with dance. jazz hands. Got to make sure we have jazz hands in there. So, but no, it was uh, you know, and and Teresa Teresa cleaned my house. God bless her heart. She cleaned my bathroom, you wonderful woman. <laughs> um, I'm sure she had to go in there in a hazmat suit, but uh, it, no, I just, it, was, it was wonderful. It was just wonderful to come home to the house like that and everything clean. And of course, it took me about 25 minutes to completely destroy it all. Uh, if we go away, will you come to our house? Really? <laughs> you got to go to rehab. Yeah, I'm, uh, okay. I'm in the hospital. Let's reset my house. <laughs> He'll do construction work and clean. It's fine. Kevin's like, you yeah, that'd be a good business idea. You know, when people go to rehab, go into their house and do stuff to it, you know? No phones, no computers. TV show. I could live yeah. with that. Well, That's that was it. the killer. That was the, you know, actually, I thought that was going to be a lot worse than it was. You know, being without a phone, you could not have a, your cell phone, no cell phone, no television, no computer for the 28 days. They take your cell phone when you get there. Um, the only things you're watching, I mean, we got to watch movies on Friday and Saturday. We had movie night. And uh, then there was therapeutic. There was one night a week where it was therapeutic film, which uh, one week was uh, uh, Harvey Firestein and Torch Song Trilogy, which is one of my favorite movies. But watching it now, 22 years after it was released, it's very dated. I think I'll have an egg. It's my Love favorite line. Sale. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite line from that it's, movie. Uh, it's, no, he's, he, he's, he's brilliant. If you want a good laugh, if you want a good laugh, rent Torch Song Trilogy. Get it from Netflix, but uh, I was begging them, begging them to put on whatever happened to Baby Jane. Did you watch Beaches? No, they did not play Beaches. No, it would be suicidal. Everybody in there would be suicidal at the end of Beaches. Well, the first thing that popped in my head was one flew over the cuckoo's nest. But this I don't get. This I, I, I never understood this. One of the therapeutic films they showed was Cars. The Cars. Disney movie? Yes. Cars? 
And I'm like, I think they were just hard up. <laughs> that was that was one I didn't even bother. I didn't even bother to watch because I've seen it a couple of times already. So I'm like, I'm, I could tell you everything about it. I could tell you who made it. I could tell you how much it did at the box office. I'm not, you know, I'm going to take that two hours and do writing assignments because that's another thing they're real big on out there. My God, my right hand is going to fall off because you can't, you know, there's no word processing. I can't type my stuff out, so you got to write everything. I swear to God, I have about 400 pages of writing that I did while I was out there. It was insane. You had a little house on the prairie rehab? (laughs) (laughs) God, it sounds awful. But without the pretty dresses. (laughs) (laughs) And the blind sister. Yeah, right. (laughs) And Nellie Olsen. No, it was was a great experience, though, really. It was, was, uh, I'm not going to say it was a lot of fun, but um, it was exactly what the doctor ordered. And um, the fun, the fun part was uh, my flights were all screwed up coming home. I thought I was going to get stuck in Eden Prairie for another another night. And, Do they have uh, rehabs in Vegas? Probably sure not. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't your flight get messed up on the way out there? They cancel it. Oh like, yeah, I'm like that's what you want to do with somebody trying to go oh, to rehab. Oh yeah, oh, God. cancel that, that was that, <laughs> that was horrendous. Bar. <laughs> well, yeah, they, they, there was a problem with the windshield. There was a problem with the windshield on the plane, and they couldn't get it to seal. They couldn't get the new one to seal. So, like, yeah, we're going to cancel this flight. I'm like, oh, my God, you know, it's taken me seven years to be ready to do this, (laughs) and now you're going to mess with me? And then on the way home, the flight attendant, would you care for a glass of white wine? No, thank you. Half hour later, would you care for a glass of white wine? I'm like, no, no, a glass of ginger ale would be fine. Then when they serve lunch, would you care for a glass of white wine? 20 minutes out of rehab. I turn around and go, what, are they paying you by the glass? What the hell? I said, I just came out of a drug and alcohol rehab. Would you please stop asking me if I want white wine? Oh, then you want red wine, sir. No, and then, but no, then the woman, the woman next to me was banging back Bloody Marys like it was a job. I'm digging out the Alcoholics Anonymous book, hoping she'll get the hint. And then, you know, after I, you know, the flight attendant's like, oh, sir, I'm so sorry. I'm like, well, what the hell? What's, whatever happened to just saying, uh, I don't know, would you care for something to drink? And then the woman next to me is, oh, is this bothering you? I'm like, no, go ahead, go ahead. You bang him back, lady. Um, by the way, here's, a, here's, a, here's the address of the place I just was. You might want to hold on to it. But uh, no, it was weird. It was weird. But it was good coming home. It was good coming home to warmth because it was getting it was getting cold out there. It was like 30 degrees the day I left. <laughs> Which was evil. A few of our listeners wanted us to get prizes away just so they can hear your voice. Aww. Yeah. They just wanted the prizes. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I was reading that stuff on the board. You guys were very sweet uh, while I was gone. And thank you for not uh, playing Where's Pete. I was worried about that. That was going to be the end of the whole, you know. That's because we told him you were having a facelift. <laughs> trying to figure out where I was. And, um, but uh, no, I really appreciated everyone's good wishes on the boards. And... Uh, like I said, I appreciate your patience over the next few months while I do what I need to do. But uh, it's absolutely the right thing, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to going back out there and seeing some of my friends and getting this chapter of my life started. So uh, now with that, I, I believe we have a prize to give away. We have three. We have three prizes. Oh, yeah, you saved them for me. Good. <laughs> well, we have two voicemails from last week. They uh, reviewed some different things. First is Colleen. She chose number nine. Number nine for Colleen. Let's see what she won. have won a $25 gift certificate good at any Disney store or Disney theme park. Thanks for listening and congratulations. Oh, there you go. Yay. Yay. 
Next, we have Lisa, and she chose number 17. I have a funny story before you play this. Okay. Lisa's in Disney World at the moment. Oh. And she can't listen. However... So she doesn't get a prize in. No. Lisa's mother was very excited because Lisa told her mother, Carol, that she was doing this, and Carol heard the, her record the review. So Ca- uh, Lisa had to give lessons before she came to Disney World so her mother could listen to the podcast. <laughs> so we're all supposed to say hello to Carol. Our first, her, This is her first time listening to our show. Hello, Carol. Hello, hello Carol. Carol. Hi, Carol. Yeah, Carol's first time listening to the show. Oh, the host is a big drunk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This isn't about Disney at all. <laughs> Why is this gay man talking about rehab? <laughs> All right, number 17 for Carol, or for uh, Lisa. 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 And let's see what you won. You have won three days, two nights at the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin, courtesy of Dreams Unlimited Travel. Approximate value of this prize is $500. Yay! Yay. Congratulations. If you call now, you can extend your stay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really. Cool. And then, last but not least, is Gibson, who won the Richard Petty driving experience last week, but he is not of driving age. Yes, so that's going to make it kind of difficult. <laughs> so, number 13 and his, his new number. Let's see what you got, Gibson. You have won an iPod Touch. There you Yay! go. Yay. All right, Gibson. iPod Touch, courtesy of Dreams Unlimited Travel. The approximate cost of your prize, $299. Nice. Thanks for listening, and congratulations. That's there you more, go, Gibson. Good that is absolutely a much better prize than the Richard Petty driving experience. Well, you, for, for a 14-year-old. Yeah. Right. Do you remember that Gibson at one time drew a picture of all of us and sent it to us and drew a picture of some of the characters and emailed them to us? Yeah. That was the first email we ever got from him, wasn't Actually, it? Actually, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, I do remember Gibson doing that. But uh, that uh, drawing that Melissa had done. That had come right before I went out to treatment. And I had sent Melissa a private message saying, you know, I, I can't tell you how much this means to me. I'll explain to you when I get back why it's so important. Uh, that sat on my desk next to my bed. Um, and it was, I can't tell you how great it was to have that to take out with me. And to be able to show it to people and, and kind of explain you know, explain all you guys and what we do. and. Um, it just, I don't know, it was like a little piece of home. It was like having you guys there with me in spirit. Uh, but that stayed with me the entire time I was there. It was really cool. So, Melissa, I really want to thank you again. Both Melissa and Katie's pictures hang in a place of prominence in our house, too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, did we let Melissa pick a number? Yes. We, we did. did. We what did. did she win? I don't remember. Yeah. It was oh. great. It was a terrific prize. It was a good prize. A three-day, two-night at the Gaylord Palms. Oh, okay, cool. My handy little decent. notebook. Boy, she's got everything <laughs> right there. So Misorganization. So, yeah, Melissa, again, thank you so much for that. And she's very high-tech about the entire thing, too. She went right through her Palm Pilot. <laughs> her Palm Pilot is spiral-bound. I just said my notebook. I, I was kidding. Help it. I like my I notebook. I was complimenting you. <laughs> Boy. Okay, we have another one to give away? No, oh, that was the third one? Okay. Oh, come on. Let's give away some more. Um, all right. Any other housekeeping? I do. We have to thank Miss Mindy, Ursula's shadow. Oh, yeah. For those things she sent. <laughs> Miss Mindy sent us whoopie pies. She's evil. They're chocolate and pumpkin and filled with Yeah, I want cream. one. They're right there. I have I to tell you. I can't seem to reach it from you. That's all right. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. His arms are too short to box with God and reach the whoopie pies. I have I was, to try them. Those, those look so good. They really are. 
So thank you, Mindy. She also sent a baby gift. So thank you very much. Aww. I had no idea H&M made baby clothes. What's H&M? You know, the store. Oh, it's a clothing store. They oh. sell men and women's clothes. Rather fashionable, but not as highly priced as like, you know, some of your We don't. Other I don't places. think we have one here no, in Orlando. No. Yeah, we don't. We don't. I know. Thank you, Mindy. Very Thank cool you very job. much, Thank you, Mindy. Mindy. Anything else? Any other housekeeping? For the longest housekeeping ever. Okay. Well, then we will go ahead and get started with the news. Our first news story uh, this week. Uh, last year, we had told you guys about a new uh, Disney guidebook that was put out by Julian Mike Neal called The Complete Guide, The Complete Walt Disney World. And uh, we gave it rave reviews, and so have a lot of our listeners and visitors on the site. Well, it turns out that they have won the uh, Writer's Digest International Award for nonfiction. The Disney Travel Book won the top prize, beating out 2,500 other contenders in the Writer's Digest International Self-Published Books category. Zachary Pettit, Writer's Guide Digest Manager, Managing editor, editor, commented, Their book is beautiful, well-organized, fully professional guide to the parks. The Neals wrote, edited, photographed, and published the complete Walt Disney World, while they were residing in Celebration, Florida. The 2009 edition, published by Neil's Coconut Press of Sanibel, and is scheduled to be released on November 4th, will include 447 color photos of the parks. I, I'm, congratulations. I think they did, uh, first of all, I think it's a great book. No, oh, it is. It's I've wonderful. Been, I've gone back to it several times. However, I think it's a misnomer. To say it's a guidebook is to compare it to some of those ones that tell you turn left, turn right, stand in line, get a fast pass. It's not like that at all. This is more of a trivia-filled user's guide. Well, they wrote it more from the standpoint of but that's, a, a city guide. Right. Like, they've they've published city guides before that, and that's how they approached it. I'm saying this is a huge compliment. Right, right. And, and what I – but that's, see, that's what I love about it is that, you know, we often say, you know, this – and look, the guidebooks that are out there, the unofficial guide in particular, very, very good. I mean, these are incredibly good books, especially the new version of the unofficial guide I was, I was taking a look at while I was out in Minneapolis – uh, I, I give I give Bob Salinger and Len Testa major props on the job they did with that book. They really they really did a fantastic job. It's so in depth and thorough. And uh, but this is a whole different take on the genre, right. and that's what I loved about it was that you know they weren't trying to copy somebody else's work. They they approached it with a very a very unique from a very unique standpoint and did something that we haven't seen done before. It's a companion to your trip. It really is. And well worth, well worth the money. Um, and the do, photos are excellent too in that book. And do we still have a link on the show notes page to it? We'll put one there. We'll make sure it's there. So if you want to get, uh, get a copy, uh, we have no, uh, no, no affiliation with them financially or otherwise really, but uh, it's just a good thing. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. So if you're looking for an interesting, different type of guidebook, uh, I would certainly recommend the complete uh, Walt Disney World, uh, the winner of the Writer's Digest International Award for Nonfiction. Congratulations, you guys! That was a it's a great uh, a great honor. Uh, next news story: Disneyland set to reopen Sleeping Beauty Castle. Uh, Disneyland Sleeping Beauty Castle walkthrough closed since 9/11 will be reopening in mid-December. At the time of the closure, it was thought that it was due to unconfirmed concerns over terrorism. Disney currently acknowledged that the attraction was simply in need of an overhaul. Walt Disney supervised the construction of the original Sleeping Beauty Castle attraction, which opened in 1957. The attraction remained open until 1977, and at that time, 
It was replaced with a walkthrough, which, unlike its predecessor, followed the movie storyline closely. The 70s version replaced hand-painted scenes with costume doll-like figures. The modernized Sleeping Beauty attraction proved to be less popular, which resulted in its closure in 2001. With this year being the 50th anniversary of Sleeping Beauty, the Disney Imagineers decided to revisit the attraction. The latest attraction combines elements of the original walkthrough with modern-day technology. Uh, They recently released Sleeping Beauty DVD, includes a virtual tour of the updated castle walkthrough. So if you want to get a a glimpse of what it's going to look like when it opens in mid-December, go ahead and get the Sleeping Beauty DVD. I have it. And check out the virtual. Have you seen the virtual tour? No, I haven't gotten to watch it yet. (laughs) I haven't had time, but I did buy it because I love the movie. I think cool. the movie's dull. Right. It was never one of I my favorites. I think it's pretty. I just think the story's dull. We don't care what you think. Okay. Good. Oh, my. <laughs> Ooh, I can't wait gotten, till she has this baby. It's gotten more vicious since I left. <laughs> See, when I'm not here to, when I'm not here to uh, referee between those two, it just it gets, gets brutal. So our next uh, and final news story this week, Disney is being sued for denial of medical needs. Denise Moody is claiming that Disney threw her out of their parks for riding the Tower of Terror too many times. Moody has been going on Disney Hollywood studi- to Disney Hollywood Studios every Saturday for the past three and a half years and repeatedly riding the Tower of Terror in order to relieve a chronic medical condition. Moody has abdominal adhesions, which normally require up to six surgeries annually. Moody has been using a guest assistance card, which allowed her to use the fast pass or backstage entrances to Tower of Terror. And according to Moody, ever since I've been riding the Tower of Terror, I only have to have one surgery versus several. It really works, the G-force of going up and down. Uh, The Florida resident produced a letter written by her physician in which he states, quote, the benefit of riding the Tower of Terror breaks down these adhesions, thus relieving her of so much pain, end quote. In August, Moody claims that a different manager told her that she can only go on Tower of Terror four times and that she could no longer use the backstage entrance. Ultimately, Moody was prohibited from returning to the Disney theme parks for using profanity and trespassing. Moody is seeking compensation from Disney for denying her medical needs. Disney is claiming that Moody's ouster was based on her use of profanity in front of guests and that they are willing to listen to an appeal. Um, You know, look, I have have sympathy for the woman, um, and I'm sure that, you know, this probably does help her, but uh, if you're going to freak out and start cursing out cast members in the middle of the park, See, you're going to yeah. get booted. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and honestly, Disney does not have to consider your medical condition. Uh, that ride is not a medical facility. The park is not a medical facility. You know, great that it helps you, but it's not Disney's responsibility to allow that or, you know, you know, you still have to follow the same rules as everybody else. Just because you have a medical condition doesn't, unless it's Tourette's, uh, you really don't have the right to go cursing your way through the parks. So I would it like also, to see what happens with it. But It also seems like an abuse of a guest assistance card, which has come up a lot lately. Yeah. There are people selling them on eBay. It doesn't sound like you, she needs assistance to get to the ride. Right. Why can't you wait in the line like everybody else? Exactly. Yeah, that's the... Uh, that's the part I was thinking about, you know, that she's not physically unable to walk or stand or obviously ride the ride. She's well enough to go on Tower of Terror. Um, she should be waiting in line with everybody else, not being backdoored in. These guest assistance cards are for people who have... Mobility um, issues. Well, not only that, children, um, p- 
parents of children with autism right. are saying that children who have a hard time or a difficult time waiting in line, they're entitled to use this. And I think, you know, that's great, but that's a medical need for you not to wait in line. And right. I agree wholeheartedly with what you just said. She doesn't seem to have a medical need for not waiting in line, just riding the ride. So exactly. if you want to ride the ride, wait with everybody else or get a fast pass. And right. stop cursing out cast members in the middle yeah. of the park. Right, because things didn't go your way. Right. Now, she has denied that she was cussing. So I don't know. I'm just One of the stories says she denies that that happened. Yeah, I'm taking a look now at the, uh, the story as it was posted on WFTV. Um, Toward the bottom. I mean, I'm sure she's going to deny it. <laughs> yeah, she, she is denying uh, in the end, she got booted out and was cited for trespassing and for using profanity. Moody claims she did not do those things. Uh, for its part, Disney said there was never a restriction placed on the number of times Moody could ride the Tower of Terror. The park said she used profanity in front of guests, and that's why she was ordered out. But the park did say it would listen to an appeal of her case. It's on WFTV.com. We'll have a link to that in the show notes page. But, uh, you know, like I said, I have sympathy for her medical condition, and you know, but it's not a... MGM Studios or Disney Hollywood Studios is not a medical facility. That's a strange story. Mm-hmm. It really is. Strange. And what did she find a doctor to write her a note? <laughs> oh, no. Please let. Yeah, really. Just... So does that mean you know? Does the doctor's note then preclude her from paying entrance? I mean, if it's a, me- a medical need, you know, I... it, there's a, it, there's a lot of gray area there. Yeah, yeah I doubt I'm getting it. one for um, the teacups. <laughs> <laughs> It'll help me lose weight. <laughs> It will. As I barf. Because my belly touches the the spinning wheel. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That is going to do it for the news this week, folks. We're going to move on to rapid fire. And who would like to go first? I I guess me. John's pointing at me. You go. Well, usually usually you're like. (laughs) Well, sometimes Kevin beats me to it these days. Well, we can let Walter start and just work our way around. Kevin's just going to beat you eventually. (laughs) We'll let let Walter start with his. Okay. Let me start. Walt Disney World is celebrating the grand opening of a different kind of attraction, a 6,015,000-square-foot facility that is sure to be visited by some 40,000 Disney workers and their dependents. Tens of thousands of Disney workers and their families now have access to an exclusive health and wellness center. Disney held the grand opening uh, for the -the state-of-the-art facility Wednesday, a brand-new wellness center. Disney hoped cast members will visit on a regular basis. Six million square feet? No, six no, I'm million sorry. dollars. Six million dollars. I'm sorry. Fifteen thousand square feet. Okay, see, that's really big. Yeah, six million square feet. It says employees have access to a pharmacy, X-rays, and lab work, all done under one roof. And because the wellness center is operated by a separate entity, Take Care Health Systems, uh, their uh, uh, medical records will be confidential. So it sounds like a very good thing for their employees. And they get to write Tower of Terror as many times as they want. <laughs> People write to a script saying you must write right. Well, you know, uh, A, I think it's a, a, a tremendous addition, I think, for cast members. And I think, but I think Disney was forced, their hand was forced into this uh, with the cost of uh, insurance. Because you know, Disney provides a very, very good insurance policies for its cast members. Yeah, it's These are really a credit good. card. It is. It's basically a, a, a medical credit card. And in order to control costs, I'm sure that they've negotiated very aggressive rates with uh, this company in order to build this facility. And, I mean, I think, it's a, I think more companies should be doing this. I think this is a great way to provide what, what, what I'm hoping will be quality health care uh, for, for the employees. And it's also going to cut down on the amount of time 
employees need to take off from work in order to go get some of this stuff done. It's going to be right there on property. So um, uh, I'm really glad to hear they're doing that. So cool. Well, thank you very much, Walter. Mrs. Martin and baby. I have Epcot's individual country celebrations. It's an update for 2009. As you know, at various times throughout the year, you can find special celebrations going on at several of the World Showcase countries. On January 26th, it's the Chinese New Year. Then on May 5th, you have Children's Day at Japan, as well as Cinco de Mayo at Mexico. May 17th, it's Norway's Constitution Day. October 3rd is Germany's Reunification Day. November 5th, United Kingdom's Guy Fawkes Day. And then November 18th is Moroccan Independence Day. Something strikes me as really odd about this list. There's no celebration for the 4th of July. Or at least it's not on the list. Well, they always do something on the 4th of July, don't they? Yeah. I mean, special fireworks. I've never been on the 4th of July. Why is there no Bastille Day for France? Exactly. July 14th. Not every country's included, so I thought I found that kind of odd. Sure, every country. I think has they, some I sort think of they should stage a beheading for best deal. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone should eat cake. I would. <laughs> and <a> cake, yeah. <laughs> I'd go to that. <laughs> that's, it. that's the end cake of my end well, beheading. Doesn't, doesn't Holy Land experience do like a crucifixion? <laughs> they do. Oh my lord! It's so scary. It's the end of my French history, as a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Other than the Scordelle Mills, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah, right? That we know backwards and forwards, even the French parts. Come on, Eponine, sing out. <laughs> so, a little something for everyone. I don't well, know who Guy Fox is either. I hope I'm not that like, offending was, uh, anyone. That that's didn't uh, even smile. <sighs> See. One of our one of our British listeners can let us uh, know the history on Guy Fawkes Day. Yes. I know I've heard it before. I just it's not coming back to me. Short term memory has been he destroyed. He invented the department store. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if that's true or not. <laughs> invented the department store. He sounded like you knew. He did, but that's not true. Guy, your turn. <laughs> yeah, for the first time, Disney's Grad Night is being hosted at uh, the studios, um, April seventeenth, eighteenth, uh, April twenty fourth, and twenty fifth, in two thousand nine. Hayden Panettiere is going to be the celebrity host, and there's going to be live. Loving her. I know. She's really cute. Save the teenagers, save Greg Knight. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> and that's it for my hero's knowledge. I'll have you know. <laughs> Pulling out all the stops today. The, uh, some of the live performances. Uh, Metro Station, Katy Perry, Lloyd, <gasps> Mission. I'd go see her, too. Oh, Katy Perry. Yeah. Leslie Roy, uh, Winter, and there's going to be some more. There's going to be DJs. I kissed a girl and threw up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have to be a high school student to go to these? Yeah. Yeah. You have to to see if you can be a chaperone for one of the local (laughs) high schools. There you go. Otherwise, you're going to be branded as creepy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's going to be arcade, uh, a free play arcade, unlimited attraction rides, sports zone, um, fireworks, registrations open now, but a ticket request must be made through the school, and they're on a first-come, first-served basis. Cool. Excellent. Thank you very I much. I want to go. It's pretty cool ple- people playing. Yeah, I mean, that's... I'd just like to see Hayden Panettiere. I don't care about the singers. <laughs> Hayden and, and Katy Perry. Metro I would, Station. I would get into They're that. really big right now. Oh, really? I have Sing. no idea. Shake it. No idea. Shake, shake, shake it. Nope. No. no. I don't know. Sing some more. Yeah, well, after <laughs> after that rendition, we should all know. Go right? look. Go look Both at the top Martin's ten. I know, I know what he's talking about. <laughs> the Traveling Martins. <laughs> <laughs> I have the Fantasia 2009 New Year's Eve at Epcot. 
uh, Epcot's World Showplace Pavilion, which is where the party for the census is right now, will again be hosting a buffet dinner this New Year's Eve. The theme is Fantasia 2009, and the restaurant will feature theming from classic Disney movies. The time is 4 to 10.30 p.m., and it's 54 99 ages 10 and up and 24.99 for 3 to 9. The price includes tax and gratuity with alcoholic beverages additional cost. The menu consists of the cold selections are a mix of greens with flower petal rose water vinaigrette and low fat watercress ranch dressing. Mm. Tomato mozzarella and basil salad, grilled vegetable pasta salad, cabbage and sun-dried cherry salad, another. Mm. <laughs> Steamed greens, steamed green beans, pomegranate honey glazed carrots, red skin mashed potatoes with cheese and chives, fr- fresh catch with limoncello butter and capers, red wine braised chicken breast with mushrooms, r- pearl onions and bacon, roasted pork loin with pinot grigio basil sauce and peach cornbread stuffing. There's an array of breads, rolls, and butter, an action station of penne pasta with shrimp, four cheese, cream, and peas, penne pasta with greens, tomatoes, and beans, and coriander spiced strip loin of beef with jus. Desserts are assorted torts, seasonal fruits, berries with yogurt dip, and assorted cookies and brownies. Soft drinks, fruit punch, tea are included. There is a cash bar available at additional cost. Uh, I imagine this will be popular as it's there on New Year's Eve. So if you want, I would call Disney Dining and make your reservation now. Will there be seats? Oh, no, you have to stand for this. Okay. Oh, never mind. It's a, we, at the party for the census, there's not enough table. People looking at me like I didn't hear that part of the podcast. No. We, we I, went to the party for the census. I haven't gotten to that show yet. Okay, then I won't ruin it for you. Okay. Yeah, I've been trying to catch up. But, okay. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Close, Mr. Major. I have something that's hot off the presses. We have just found out that Disney Cruise Line is going to start um, more aggressively policing their uh, deposit and balance policies. As of November 1st, 2008, if you have not paid your balance on your Disney Cruise Line vacation, by the balance due date, regardless of how much money you've put on it or anything else you wanted to do with it, move it or anything like that, your reservation will cancel, and they're going to keep your deposit amount within the penalty uh, system that they've set up, and there's not going to be any advance notice on these. Oh. Um, just so you know, if you book through Dreams Unlimited Travel, we do send you a balance to reminder well in advance of your balance being due, um, and we send that out several times until people do pay. But Disney's not going to remind you, and they're going to keep your deposit monies, which... Someone commented, one of our agents commented, this is a really nice, compassionate thing they're doing during the down economy. Yeah, you know, this is exactly what I was about to say was, you know, keep it up. Every policy that Disney Cruise Line has come out with this year has been, in my opinion, guest hostile. And we're coming into clearly the worst economy we've had in 70 years, 80 years. And this is how they're going to act, you arrogant idiots. You arrogant fools. Watch what happens. Keep it up. Keep it up. Have you seen the threads on the cruise board? Sayonara, no. Disney Cruise Line. Good. You know what? Because they're greedy and stupid. In this economy, with those European cruises, the amount of money they're charging, I realize you don't have a casino to buck up your business. I understand that. But use some common sense. Use some common sense. Are you watching television? 
I was in rehab and I wasn't able to watch television. I knew what the hell was going on with the economy. I, I'm, it's just you know, insane. Absolutely insane. This does seem a little hostile. It is. It's all hostile. It's all hostile. It's the same arrogance every other business unit of Disney shows. Once they start getting successful, how many times are you people going to make the same damn mistakes over and over and over again? You learn nothing. Nothing from the mistakes you've made in the past. I have no pity for you. I hope you take a huge hit in this, with this economy. I hope it hits you hard because you deserve it because you're arrogant and you're stupid. Now, there's another component. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> All those people who missed Pete's rants. There you go. There's another component to this. They're currently running uh, a promotion, 50% off your deposit. So people are paying, you're able to pay a 50% of the normal but deposit it's not, amount. That doesn't take it off the price of the cruise, though. Exactly. First of all, it doesn't take it off the price of the cruise. Second, a lot of people don't realize that if you do cancel within the penalty period, Disney Cruise Line wants that full deposit. So even if you've only paid 50%, they're going to – the fee they're going to charge you is the, what the deposit should have been, yeah. which is going to be fun to see them try to go get it from people who've only yeah. paid 50%. Let's, let's, see, uh, let's see what happens. Go ahead. You know? Go ahead. You do know there's a public you, statement coming out that this was all due to guest demand. Oh, of course. It's always, it's always <laughs> guest demand. Every decision they make is guest demand. No, it's, it's greed. Uh, it's unmitigated greed, and it's unmitigated arrogance, thinking that the brand is so strong that nothing that goes on in the world or the economy will ever affect it. Remember 9-11, what happened to your business? And how long did it take, you idiots, to come up with a plan to get people back into your parks because you were sitting around talking about rate integrity? Well, rate integrity went out the window when those planes hit those buildings, and it took you a year to figure that out. And you're going to have the same problem now. You better face the facts. 2009 is going to be a tough year. It's going to be a really tough year on Main Street, not on Wall Street. I know this. I see this coming. What the hell is wrong with you? You are the guys that are supposed to know this stuff. You are the guys that are supposed to have the presence to see this coming. And this is how you're acting. I'm sorry. I, you know, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe next year I'll be eating my words. And if I am wrong, believe me, I'll be the first person to say so. And I'll be the first person to apologize. But I don't think I am. End of rant. <laughs> I don't believe that. Oh, that felt good. <laughs> Yesterday, Pete was saying, wow, sober. I wonder if I can still rant the way I used to. Oh, like, yeah. You go, Pete. You haven't lost it. No, some things, some things are genetic. That's what the my mother was saying just, to me. The buttons are just better hidden now. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just, well, they're, they'll, they'll, yeah. I won't say what I was going to say. But. Well, uh, for my rapid fire, we have an announcement to make about Mass Fest. <gasps> I've been torturing them. For weeks. Da, 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 da. As a matter of fact, they've created a voodoo doll in my honor. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. So you've real? Oh, so you've been brutal then? Yeah, yeah but it's not working. They're voodoo doll. I mean, well, they created it today. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they're a little slow. Well, I think uh, while we're uh, getting ready to talk about it, we'll let them listen to some heart music. <laughs> no, nah, I won't talk to them like that. Um. We have been uh, working on this now for a couple of months, and uh, we are going to be renting out Toy Story Mania at uh, the Hollywood Studios for a big party. We're going to have a big dessert party. Sweet. And uh, we're going to have... uh, (laughs) Sweet indeed. (laughs) Cute. And uh, we're going to have... It'll be, uh, obviously, uh, Dreams Unlimited Travel clients are the first uh, on the invitation list. Anybody who's booked through Dreams... Um, will be guaranteed to be getting a spot. Uh, 
because we, we're, we're limited to a certain number of people. We're not sure exactly what that number is going to be yet, but uh, we can't let it get. You know, we can't have a thousand people because we got to pay by the by the person for this. So uh, anybody booked through Dreams Unlimited Travel uh, during Mouse Fest uh, will be uh, first on the list. Uh, we're going to be putting up a um, a sign up mm-hmm. on the site, and it's going to be first come first served. Uh, if you're planning on attending Mouse Fest, be sure to check the show notes page. Uh, I'm not sure that it will be up with this show, but it will be up shortly, shortly within the next few days. So be sure to check the uh, the show notes page and uh, sign up. And like I said, it is first come, first serve. We are not going to be able to accommodate everyone uh, that will want to be there. That would be impossible. Uh, just it would be too expensive. It's already This is already a very, very expensive party. But if you are going to be there for Mouse Fest, this will be on the... Let me get the specifics. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Saturday, December 13th in the evening, 9.30 to 11.30 p.m. This is actually going to be after Disney Hollywood Studios closes. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have a whole list of the rules and regulations or how this is going to happen. But you're going to have to be in the park after Disney Hollywood Studios or when they close... To the point at which our party starts. So you will need park admission. You're going to need park admission for that day. The good part is is that that's also a night that the Osborne Lights will be going on. So you can plan to go and do the Osborne Lights and then come back to Pixar Street. Uh, not only have we rented out um, Toy Story Mania for our guests who will be able to ride consistently for that whole time, but we also have the entire Pixar Street. And that's where our party will take place. Awesome. We're going to have, um, it's going to, pizza is going to be a dessert party. It's going to be light desserts because it's going to be late at night. There's going to be coffee and juice and teas. Um, as well it, as a cash bar. Let's not forget the I cash just bar. I mention that. There's going to be a cash bar, and that's not our money. We're not collecting money for the drinks. That's going to be Disney's going to have a cash bar open at that time for anybody who wants to purchase uh, alcohol and also soft drinks. For like $50, I'm it's, sure. Yeah, $50 <laughs> for a martini. It's very expensive because it's not only the price of Disney's price. It's also buffet adds a tax and gratuity, and there's all this stuff involved. But we're going to have all the specifics out on it. Um, I know we're not talking about a number, but we're going to have a lot of open spots for people. So we don't want people panicking and starting to write to us now and say, oh, I want to be on the list. We're going to open up a registration page so that everybody can be on the list. I, I just want to reiterate that. Writing to the podcast account or any of us individually will not get you signed up. Right. Yeah. That's not how this is going to work. We have to do it first come, first served. It's the only way to be fair. Uh, one more piece of information. Again, you have to be in the park. We can't. You can't show up and then expect to be walked back to the event. That's not part of this uh, deal that we have with Disney. In addition, we're going to be asking you where you're staying because we have to figure out transportation. Disney won't leave transportation open, so we're going to have to work something out. Um, so we're going to ask you some some information like where exactly are you staying during your during Mouse Fest. So. Be prepared to answer that. And only people on our list will be admitted. Uh, Julie's going to be the bouncer. So if you try to get past her, it's going to be ugly. She should be really, really in a good mood by then. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great. I'm I'm really excited about this. It's one of the hottest rides right now. It is the hottest ride in Disney World. Everybody can do it. There's no height restriction. I think the the thing that amazes me is that once you get off the Toy Story Mania, the first thing you want to do is get back on. 
to see if you can better your score. And you'll be able to do that because, you, you know, you think it's going to be... On and on and on. We actually have the ride open for how long? It's going to be open from 9.30 to 11.30. The ride will be operating right. for two hours. And then they're going to have the, uh, the dessert party sometime during that time they'll set up. A uh, piece of information, we are the first group ever I was just to say, rent out Toy Story Mania. We are the first people to do that. This nice. is why it took us so long, as we had to go, and they didn't know what the pricing was going to be. And, and, I, and I, I'm, well, I'm, I'm not going to discuss the actual price. I will tell you this. It ain't cheap. I also want the people to know that I've been torturing, that the reason I couldn't give hints or anything, because the, 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 the signatures are the, still wet on these contracts. The contract hadn't been signed yet. Yeah, we, we couldn't announce anything without a contract. Right. So I'm uh, – well, thank you, John, for letting me – waiting for me to come home to announce that, letting me announce that. I really appreciate that. And for all your work setting that up, John handled that entire thing while I was away. I told you and it was I big. Was, I was not able to really uh, – I mean, we talked about it once or twice, but John really did all the leg work on that. And As always, John, John hits a home run out of the park, and uh, this is going to be an awesome, awesome party. Uh, Teresa will be go-go dancing. Um, <laughs> we're having a pole set up. Uh, in the middle of Pixar Street. Bring your dollar bills. Bring your dollar bills. But, uh, no, nah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be really, really awesome. I'm looking forward to it. I think I know we're all looking forward to it, and many of you are going to be looking forward to it. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So that will do it for Rapid Fire this week. Uh, next up, Chris from Mountain View, California, took time to record a review of, Undiscovered, of the Undiscovered Future World Tour at Epcot for us. So we're going to play that for you now. Here is Chris and his review. Hi, podcast team. This is Chris from Mountain View, California, column West on the Boards. And I'm calling in with a review of the Undiscovered Future World Tour at Epcon, which I actually just took earlier today. This is a four-hour walking tour, and it's only offered 9 a.m. on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. The cost of the tour is $49, and I think that's a pretty good deal for a four-hour experience. On my tour, our guide was Anna from Brazil. She did a great job, although sometimes her Brazilian accent made certain words a little difficult to understand. Because the park is noisy, we also had headsets so we could hear her without her having to shout over the crowds. As the tour's title suggests, this tour focuses primarily on Future World at Epcot, though there were some additional surprises that I'll mention in a bit. I should pause here and say that a few months ago I did the Segway tour of Epcot's World Showcase, and though I really enjoyed that tour, I was disappointed that we didn't get to see any of the backstage areas. One of the reasons I was interested in the Future World Tour is because I hope to see more behind-the-scenes stuff, and I'm happy to say that's exactly what this tour delivered. We spent the first half hour or so at Interventions, uh, learning a little about the history of Epcot, from Walt's original vision to the present reality. From there, we snuck into the Coral Reef restaurant before it was open to see the Living Seas Aquarium. Afterward, we paused for a snack at the Land Pavilion before taking a surprise ride on Soren, where we really felt like VIPs skipping the line and going into the back entrance. Then we went backstage at the Imagination Pavilion, where we saw ride vehicles being repaired, and yes, we even got to see the fabled 3D movie glasses washing machine in action. I think someone wrote in a few weeks ago asking if they really did wash all the 3D movie glasses, and I can tell you for certain that they do, because I've seen it. And it's actually a cool process to watch, where the glasses go through a high-pressure wash on a conveyor belt. For the next part of the tour, we crossed back over to the Universe of Energy, where we got to go backstage and touch a pair of huge audio-animatronic uh, pterodactyls that are no longer used in the attraction. We even got to take pictures with them, which was a lot of fun. Our guide also passed around samples of other audio-animatronic figures' skins for us to uh, examine. 
over at Mission Space, we got two real treats. First, we got to go into the special VIP lounge that's normally only open to Hewlett Packard employees since they sponsor the attraction. After that, we got to go inside the mission control room that you can see from the queue, which, as it turns out, is actually the real ride control room as well. However, all the flashing lights and buttons that face the queue are just for show, so we had a blast touching them all and turning them all on and off and pretending like we were actually going to you know, crash the ride, but luckily they kept us away from the real buttons, so nothing bad happened. Uh, we stopped briefly behind Test Track before heading on to our, uh, what our guide called the real backstage, which is to say the parts that the cast members see on a daily basis. This included the cast services building, where there were endless rows of employee lockers, and also the costuming department, which was really astounding in its size and scope. I mean, it was almost like a whole Walmart back there with just Epcot cast member uniforms in it. Um, for the last part of the tour, we switched gears a little, and our guide, uh, Anna, took us to a conference room where we learned more about the programs that Disney has to bring people from all over the world to work at the parks, including herself. Uh, in addition, we were joined by two other cast members, one from China and another one from Brazil, who shared their experiences as well and gave us a lot of information on what it's like to work at Epcot. Uh, afterward, we stopped at the backstage marina, where they service all the boats and barges that are used in eliminations. The tour ended in the China Pavilion, uh, where our guide had uh, not one, not two, but three gifts for us. Uh, first was a special pin that you could only get by taking the tour. Uh, second uh, was that we actually all had reserved VIP seating for viewing illuminations any time later in the week that we wanted. And lastly, uh, since it was about lunchtime, uh, we could also all go with her to get a 20% off discount at Nine Dragons if we wanted to have lunch there. So that was all uh, pretty cool. Overall, it was a wonderful tour. Uh, I would say that it's a must-do if you're interested in the behind-the-scenes aspect of Epcot. Uh, the time we also got to spend with the foreign cast members was great as well. And for the price, I think really it was an excellent value. Well, I hope you enjoyed this review, and I look forward to the next podcast. Well, thank you very much for that, Chris. Uh, it was a great review. And it does, I, the, the, for $49 for four hours, and you get uh, special seating, special viewing area for illuminations anytime that week and other stuff. That's very good. Yeah. He touched on some of the things that you get to do in the Backstage Magic Tour, which is four times as much. It's That's $200 a person. Yeah. So he talk, we, we got to see some of the same things he got to say. $49 is a deal. I think we should uh, maybe add a couple of those to the prize matron. I think that sounds like a really good, uh, really good tour. So that's Undiscovered Future World. Thank you very much again, Chris. Uh, Julie will be in touch with you uh, to uh, uh, pick a number, get a shot at the prize matron. Uh, there are many ways to get a chance to pick a number on the prize matron. You can do a review like Chris did, uh, and if we put it on the show, you'll get a chance to pick a number. We also uh, pick uh, listeners at random based on who sends us emails and voicemails that we play on the show. And uh, that's also, we do that once a month, and you have a shot if we play your voicemail or read your email on the show, you have a shot at the prize matron as well. There is an ongoing question on our boards. Is there still a podcast cruise in the prize matron? Is there, John? There is. There is. After we gave away the last one, I said I wanted to keep one live and active in there. So there's well, the answer, folks. There it is. That's from the horse's mouth. There is, in fact, <laughs> Wilbur. A, there is, a, in fact, a podcast cruise. Just somewhere to be in the prize matron, and uh, I'm trying to think of something really creative to like 
tell them to do to win a shot a shot at the prize matron because I'm only doing you know I'll, I'll be here for next week's show but then I'm gone for three weeks as long as it doesn't involve emailing Kevin I don't care what you do let's I'll think of something by the end of the show but uh, yeah I'll think of something to have you guys do for you know give, give an extra shot at the prize matron this uh, next week but uh, until I come up with that our next segment will be Kevin's review of the brand new T-Rex Cafe at Downtown Disney. What would you think of it, Kevin? I think people are going to be surprised by some of it and not surprised by other parts of it. I thought the food was better than I expected. However, really? really. However. Hold on. You guys, if you hear anything in the background, our neighbor is doing some landscaping, so apologize for the noise. But go ahead, Kevin. Um, as I said, I thought the food was better than expected. However, I also would not expect that to last. There was a manager every three feet. We were there on the fifth day of their opening, their being open. So there was a manager literally every couple feet making sure that things ran smoothly and that things were timed well. I would not expect that level of service and quality to be maintained. We've seen that happen in the past. Things run like clockwork the first couple of weeks while every manager yeah. from the, the southeast is working in the restaurant. Once they all go home, you'll get a better picture of what will really happen. That's the good news. <clears throat> the bad news is I don't care if they're serving Narcosy quality food with $20 bills taped to my plate. I'm not going back. <laughs> really? Whoa. It is traumatic. <laughs> First of all, you have to wait in line to give your name. And they've taken over that entire area. And I swear, they have a loudspeaker that you'll be able to hear in Fort Wilderness <laughs> calling people. And they don't just call the Werner Party or the Magi Party. There's this whole little welcome to T-Rex and you can come approach the big rock and it's time for your adventure, prehistoric adventure to be. And she does this constantly uh. because they call people in groups of five. So they're, it's relentless. And I'm not talking, this is a quiet thing. This reverberates. I imagine we're going to hear complaints from Saratoga Springs because it's a direct shot ag- across the water. Yeah, This is obnoxious. Again, once you go inside, we said when it op- we, before it opened, this is the Rainforest Cafe with dinosaurs. Yep. Ugh. There's a store. There's a restaurant. It's a very small division. The restaurant is huge, but th- the one thing they have that's really unique is they have a Build-A-Bear station in the store, but it's Build-A-Dinosaur. Woohoo! We went into the restaurant, uh, and I cannot describe the cacophony of noise in this restaurant. Our server uh, came over to our table and asked for our drink order and then kind of rolled his eyes skyward. At first, I thought he was stroking out on us (laughs) and said, we have to wait for the meteor shower. And we all just sat there and thought, oh, no, what does that entail? Well, over our head, there's a meteor shower where meteors go streaking across the sky and they explode. And when they explode, the lights flash on and off. Somebody has a bass drum somewhere that they bang. And it sounds like monkeys screaming. All the audio animatronic dinosaurs scream and move, and oh, it's just awful. <laughs> now, the rainforest. You've all ridden the great movie ride. 
you know that scene where you go through Tarzan yeah. and Cheetah <laughs> keeps making that screaming cheetah noise? Yeah. Apparently, a Disney Imagineer or a T-Rex Imagineer or whoever designed it has decided that dinosaurs also make that screaming cheetah noise. <laughs> that that sounds, goes, like, sounds like there's the gorilla from the Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> In prehistoric times, I just it doesn't it, with PMS, right. he just screams nonstop. At the very opening of the entrance to the restaurant is a great big audio animatronic dinosaur, a T Rex, who also growls and screams every three to four minutes. Now, every tourist in Disney World is stopping at the entrance to the restaurant to have their picture taken with T Rex. So that everybody trying to get into the restaurant now has to get around that group from somewhere taking their picture with the dinosaur screaming. Oh, Lord. There is an underwater section. What did I tell you? What did I tell you it was going to be like? It's a nightmare. It really is. There's a meteor shower section. There's an ice cave section. Now, the ice cave is all done under blue light or black light. I'm so glad we didn't get sat there. First of all. It, it, that's where the bathrooms are. So you get a migraine just walking into the ice cave. <laughs> and I have to tell you, if you're at all concerned about how you look in public, do not agree to sit in the ice cave. You look like Morticia Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody is pale and sickly. And, and every piece of lint on your shirt is going to be there for the world if to see. You have even, if you have even the slightest wrinkle that has not been Botoxed, the ice cave magnifies it to the point oh, where you look lovely. like a little shrunken apple head. Warren Christopher. <laughs> just, Everyone looks like Warren Christopher. It's just not a pretty picture. Apparently, this restaurant goes on for a good three or four miles after that because there are just rooms after rooms. There's the atmosphere. I cannot tell you how loud and deafening and obnoxious. And they told us that this meteor shower goes every 20 minutes wrong. It's every nine minutes. Oh, no. <laughs> I want to be seated in the extinction room. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's everywhere. It's so loud, you can't hear the person next to you. You can't hear the person across from you. You can't hear the waiter unless you're screaming at the top of your lungs. It's deafeningly loud. We took my father, who wears hearing aids... He lasted about 30 seconds before he took the hearing aids off and put them in his pocket. (laughs) Uh, The other thing is, and I'm going to attribute this to the fact that this is a very new restaurant. Apparently, every server, and there are hundreds of them, none of them seem to be doing much. There were hundreds of them, literally, floating around this restaurant. And apparently, they've been told that while it must work on a team system... If they see anything not being used on your table, they should snatch it on their way by. <laughs> At one point, I said to them, I have to get up for a second. Would someone, one of you lay across this plate? <laughs> <laughs> I finally said to the waiter, do not take this. And he said, well, you're, are you done? I said, what does do not take this mean? He said, well, you look like you're done. Oh, and I thought, my God. I beat him with it. Leave me alone. I finally said to another woman, you, you can't just snatch things as you go across the table. I said to her, do you leave, realize you've left me with no napkin and no silverware? Well, why didn't you say something? 
you know, I've eaten in a lot of restaurants, and it's never occurred to me to tell you to leave silverware on the table so I could use yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That should have been part of your training. Okay. The food. The food is Rainforest Cafe food. I'm not going to go through it. Uh, people have asked how the ribs were. John thought the ribs were fantastic. Very good ribs. They're called uh, Mega Mesa Bones. It's all very clever. There's Bronchiosaurus or Brachiosaurus bruschetta. Brachiosaurus. <laughs> really? <laughs> Triassic the dinosaur. Tuna. Exactly. Triassic tuna, footprints flatbread. Colosso nachos, Megalosaurus mozzarella. I, 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 do you want me to stop? It's all yeah, very, please. It's all very a Friday. I feel, I feel breakfast coming up. TGI Fridays yeah. type of menu, just done, cutesy, clever. Again, we thought the food was good, and it's not like we're going to say go in and order this or go in and order that. We are never, ever going back. They ever. couldn't pay me to go back here. It was, it was Rainforest Cafe. As they said in the, um, I can't think of the movie. And now. just before the chorus of, well, you don't have kids, so you don't understand, starts in, I'll tell you what, we're going to send Teresa there with the kids to go check it out and <laughs> give, us the, give like, us the moms. No, please, I mean, you'll go, in, you'll go in with an open mind. You can go in with an open mind with the kids. Don't say anything to the kids. Let them experience it normally. And come back and tell us what you think. Let me talk and what about, they thought. Let me talk about kids for a second. I thought, okay, you know what? Kids are going to love it. It's very dinosaur-y. It's very cool. Some children were so frightened, they were buried in their parents' armpits the entire meal. Not didn't eat a thing. Be, just from the sheer volume of it. Not that the dinosaurs were scary, but it was so loud. And things are going off suddenly and frightening these children that... I don't know how... Well, we can also give them... I mean, we can give them a little bit of leeway in that it was just... It's brand new. And that they will make it. Hopefully, they'll make some adjustments. That people will be complaining about some of this stuff, and hopefully, they'll make some adjustments. So it might be worth just somebody going back and checking it out in a month to see if any of that has changed. Teresa, (laughs) as Kevin points directly to Teresa, (laughs) I won't make you go. It's okay. Our son is not going to be aware that there were ever dinosaurs on this planet. (laughs) (laughs) I have to tell you, if it it it's going to appeal to kids. However, if you're thinking you're going to take them in there to eat, uh, yeah. with the mastodon screaming and the Ice Age thing glowing and the, menu. The, the meteor shower and the waiter screaming at you and snatching their food out from underneath them, have fun. By all means, cram it full of children. Wow, the, these prices are... Uh and again, these are extraordinary prices. Very high. Uh, I want to say woolly mammoth mammoth chicken, nineteen dollars. Yeah, this was not cheap. The that four, the four that whole rack, rack of ribs, twenty eight dollars. I had the chicken and ribs. I ordered that combo. Again, very good food. Twenty seven dollars right. for that. Four of us ate. We had appetizers. Uh, we had an appetizer sampler. Plus, we had soup. Three of us got meals, and Kevin's mom picked off our plates. She knew right away she wasn't going to like it. And it was over $100, the four of us. Our appetizer was $23. We got the appetizer sampler with the side of ribs. The appetizer is yeah, 18 18 and the side of ribs is 5 So it's 23 bucks. They don't take wow. the Dizzy Dining experience. They don't take Tables in Wonderland. And they don't take Dizzy Dining plan yet is what I was told. So there's no savings off of it. There's no discounts. Um, maybe in the future we'll see things like these BBC. prices are ridiculous. Very high. We had a chicken sandwich was u- which was unique. It was served inside fried pizza dough, which actually it was very good. 
We also thought the French onion soup was surprisingly good for this type of place. I'm going to be brutally honest with you. Unless you are hard-pressed for some sort of entertainment for your kids. I mean, there's a Lego place right next door for free. Yeah. This is torturous for adults. It's just torturous. And you couldn't pay me to go back in. It was that bit. Four of us rode home in the car in dead silence. <laughs> I don't want to hear noise ever again. I, I literally said, I think from now on, the ride home should be quiet. <laughs> I don't hear anyone talking. It was... It, it, it's... Great. Again, again, the ribs were really good. You could not pay me to go back there and have those ribs. I don't care how good they were. You can go to Sonny's nearby, get the same ribs for nine ninety nine while you can eat, and it won't be nearly as loud. Better than Sonny's ribs, but it was just oh, it was awful. And then the whole meteor shower and the place lighting up. And now you can also hear this woman screaming the names inside the restaurant. Oh God! And the. The cheetah dinosaur screaming and the thing going off over your head. What I also found odd was the the gift shop and the build a dinosaur place were tiny. Take half of this room. Take literally maybe it was 12 by 12. The entire gift shop. Really? It was packed. You couldn't move. You couldn't get around. The build a dinosaur thing was very popular. We saw a lot of kids walking out with those, but... There was a line waiting for the build a dinosaur. I'm going to guess there were 60 people waiting in the line to have their dinosaur filled with dinosaur fluff or whatever it is they call it. You know, at Downtown Disney and Disneyland, the Build-A-Bear store is like the most popular store there. I mean, it's always packed. People are always walking oh, yeah. around with these Build-A-Bears. Oh, yeah. It's very popular. Yeah. It's very popular. And you know what? I think it's if it's what you want to do, it's great. However, just keep in mind that this is... This is an adventure yeah. and not a pleasant one at all. And, Teresa, I would suggest you take your little bottle of Tylenol with you. <laughs> and your, oh, you know what? The young lady next to us who had been boutiqued, she put, her mother put earplugs in her ears while we ate. It was that loud. What a shame. What a shame that's what you have to do to sit down and have dinner. Uh, this place is review-proof. It's going to appeal to every kid that walks by. The outside is themed. Especially boys. It's themed very cutesy. There's a dig site outside for kids to play in. They can dig up dinosaur bones. Right. So, again, it's not my cup of tea, but I'm warning you. If you go, take your earplugs and your Tylenol. I'm done. Sounds more like a place where you take a Valium. Well, (laughs) I wasn't going to suggest people do that. I mean, I would. (laughs) I don't think there's actually enough Valium to get me to go back without dragging me in. Unbelievable. Well, you know, it's exactly what we thought it was going to be. I'm surprised that the food is above mediocre, um, you know, which is something. But you're also it also ought to be for those prices. You're I mean, paying those, GECO prices. You're paying top dollar. Right. I mean, that is not that's not casual. Those are not casual. Those are fine dining prices. You can go to GECO. My meal at GECO was the same cost as John's. Yeah. See, that's also we didn't have any dessert. We couldn't get out of there fast enough. I said, we usually review dessert, but let's just go. The, the man said to me, our famous dessert is the chocolate stick. chocolate extinction. I thought, you're going to have a Kevin extinction unless I get out of here. <laughs> well, thank you very much for that, Kevin. I'm, uh, I'm sorry it was such a negative experience, but it's always enjoyable to hear you, uh, hear you talk about it, whether it's a good experience mm-hmm. or not. We love, your, uh, we love your reviews, and it's another great one. And 
What are you doing? You got Jico coming up next, right? We actually have one already lined up. Jico has been done. Uh, one of the, re- the the restaurant review winners, Carolyn F- Caroline Floyd, and her husband Scott. Scott, I lost it there for a minute, and we went to Jico Friday night, so we have that one ready. That Good. will be our next review. We'll have that for everyone next week. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Kevin. Thanks, everyone. It's wonderful to be back. It feels so good to uh, be sitting behind the mic. I really, I really missed you guys. Really missed uh, doing the show, and uh, it's, uh, it was a lot of fun. So with that, we're going to say goodbye, and we'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, everyone.